Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We went to Strong Style Evolved in the Long Beach Walter Pyramid. My name is John, and joining me this week is the Miss Elizabeth to my Randy Savage, Lauren Bancroft. Lauren, hello. Hello. Hi. Um, are you are you familiar with with the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth? Um, I know who Macho Man Randy Savage is. I do not know Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth was his uh, was his wife, and they were like the sweetheart couple of the eighties. Oh, nice. There you go. That's that's us. Yay! <laughs> uh, cool. How, how, I'm not gonna die though, right? Uh, I mean, eventually we all will. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. I'll come to terms with that eventually. Yeah, I'm sure we will at some point. Anyway, right. wow, that was dark. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So, uh, as I said, we we went to uh, we went to New Japan Strong Style Evolved this past Sunday. We sure did. Yeah, and if I if I recall, uh, your well, you know what? Why don't you just tell tell everyone your your background with uh, professional wrestling? Just what you you know your what you've seen, what you're most familiar with. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, so I I'm a casual wrestling fan. I didn't really get into professional wrestling until I moved to California, which was about four years ago. Um, because I moved in. Should I just tell the story? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So I moved in with my uh, sister and her now fiance in Hollywood, uh, and. The first week I moved in, she's like, Lauren, I just want to let you know that this is a wrestling household. Uh, and I was I was like, what did you just say to me? Because we don't we're not like a wrestling family. Like, I don't think we know anybody who are wrestling fans. Um, can I cut you off and say that's not true? Your father talked to me about. Uh... Oh, my God. I had no knowledge or awareness of any kind. But my dad, my dad just knows a little bit about every sport ever. He also so, saw uh, Bruno San Martino wrestle in the Boston Garden. I mean, I guess that's no big deal, but um, I don't know. That's a that's a specific name and a specific memory that he still has, and it's about wrestling. I was very shocked <laughs> in, in Vegas when you guys were talking about um, wrestling. I'm like, wait, what, 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 Dad? What do you mean? Uh, um, but anyway, so with my my sister telling me that I moved into a wrestling household, I'm like, what the? What are you saying to me right now, sister? Do I even know you? Um, and she, uh, cause she had actually started watching Total Divas and because of Total Divas, she got into Monday Night Raw cause she wanted to start watching the, you know, the Divas matches. So, uh, it was one Monday night rolled around and she's like, her, her and Eric were cooking dinner and they're like, Lauren, do you want to join us for dinner? I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course I want to join you for dinner. And they're like, great. Do you want a chocolate lava cake? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, why are you even asking me that? Of course I do. And Liza literally said, okay, well, if you want a lava cake, you have to watch all three hours of Monday Night Raw. (laughs) And she did that for like three weeks in a row. And by the third week, I was so invested. 
in like this story, <laughs> like what was happening, that she didn't need to tempt me with lava cakes to to watch it. Um, so yeah, then we would we'd watch every week, and you know, pay per views were you know when we ordered pizza and wings and just hung around, and I'd like live tweet it, and so I started watching like a month or two before uh, the show broke up. Very tragic. Just to to like yeah, it was devastating. Just to like gauge like when I started watching, like when I became a fan yeah. of professional wrestling. Um, and as far as like attending shows, like I've been to two PWG events here, uh, here in Southern California uh, in Reseda, right? Mm-hmm. Reseda. In so Reseda, yes. Uh, and then now I've been to a New Japan event. So there you go. So I guess my first question for you is how does New Japan differ, or if it doesn't differ, uh, how does it? How does it compare to everything else you have seen? Um, how does it compare? I mean, it's bigger than PWG and smaller than Raw. I mean, <laughs> which is an accurate analysis. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how it. I mean, it, it I feel like it, it felt the same. Um, I thought it was, it was very cool to, to walk into the pyramid. Was it the, was it the Walter pyramid? The Walter no. pyramid. Yes. Yeah. It was like walking into to like feel the energy of a couple thousand fans. Yeah. Um. Obviously, a much bigger venue than than the uh, uh the the venue in Reseda. Um. But I mean, that's it's also it's its own kind of intimate energy. So I don't know. It was cool. Definitely. Yeah, it was really cool. And I recognized um I I'd seen a bunch of wrestlers who were at the New Japan event. I had seen it at PWG before. Just yes. even with the two that I had been to. Yes. And um, like, yeah, we won't we will talk about about those those mm-hmm. competitors in a in a minute here. Um, I guess I just want to yeah. run down the card. If you have any memories, um, go ahead and share them. Uh, we had very good seats. Thank you, by the way. Yes, we did. Man, I did very well. You did. You you did uh, extremely well. Mm-hmm. And. So we opened the co- we opened the show with a uh, a six man tag match. It was a uh, Rapongi three K, which is Yo Show, Rocky Romero taking on uh, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Uh, this was a fun opening match. Uh, do you have any memories from this match in particular? Oh, man, I'm gonna have to go to my go to my uh, camera roll and like re- visually refresh my memory here. <laughs> Um, Yo there and were Show. So many. Were, there were nine matches. I know. Yo and Show were the shiny pants people. I think you said that guy has crazy pants, and they were very shiny. Well, it sounds like that was an accurate analysis. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, okay. Yep. I remember these guys. Man, thank God I took pictures. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I remember that I did indeed watch them fight, but I don't think they made enough of an impression on me. I mean, really have much of an opinion on it. They the, had nice, um, very shiny bald heads. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's true. Uh, half of the team, or Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels, all had shiny heads. That's very true. Yep, it's very true. So yep. let's 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 continue on. Speaking of other shiny things, we had Juice Robinson and Dave Finley taking on uh, the worst Booker in the world, Gato, and the uh, as I used to dub him. The stupid samurai Hiroki Goto. Um, do you have any thoughts on this match? I I thought um, Juice coming back to the states because he used to be in in NXT 
and then he went over to New Japan and uh, went through the ringer like all the new people do, and he's really coming to his own, and he's... Uh, I really like him a lot, and... Um, I thought this was a fun match, and they surprisingly, David Finley and Juice Robinson get the win here. Yep. Any any thoughts? <laughs> no, also didn't make very much an impression on me. All right, that that is fine. Well, we will continue on to a match that actually probably did leave uh, an impression on you. It was the Killer Elite Squad, which is the team of Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, taking on Toriano and the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. Uh-huh. I took a lot of pictures of this one. Yes, you did. And I believe before the Killer Elite Squad came out, I said, oh, no. And you said, why? And then you proceeded to see why as Lance Archer came out and uh, drenched the crowd with his water. Yeah. You just said, just pockets and pockets filled with water bottles. Yes, just wasting water. Yep. Just wasting, yep. wasting it away. Uh, what did you think of this match? A bit of a comedy match with Toro Yano. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was hamming it up. <laughs> he was very much. Um, I mean, I think it was. I think it was good. I think it was. I mean, I feel like a lot of it, maybe because he was being such a ham about it, it was like Chuck Taylor uh, versus the other two. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, there, uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of a lot of it. He was like just not even in the ring. Um, yes, he was not. He was just uh, the the thing with Toriano is he's a a, a coward until he until you're backstirred. <laughs> okay. is basically what it is you did nice. say um i believe you said you enjoyed lance archer i did i Wh- did yeah what was yeah, it about i him? liked him um well for starters he has nice arms okay always, um, always good yeah i don't know i don't really know what i liked about him huh. maybe it's just the arms maybe um this the spitting thing is a really interesting gimmick yeah, he um, um he goes all out in Japan. He kind of did it here, but not as crazy as uh, he goes in Japan. Um, mm. One of the announcers, uh, who's actually one of the English announcers, he he has taken to bringing an umbrella to ringside, and he tries <laughs> to. It's actually pretty funny. Mm. Um, but this match was fun. I had I had a good time with this one. Uh, Killer Elite Squad get the win. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, rough, rough weekend for Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Chuck. We will we'll talk about that more in depth uh, with Marianne because uh, mm-hmm. she went to PWG. So we will we will definitely talk about that. Uh, the fourth match we didn't watch because we were gonna go get food, but then the line was too long, and then we My ended goodness. up we ended up actually seeing a decent amount of the match. Um, it was uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Tongaloa and Tama Tonga, taking on Cody and Marty Skrull, who's someone that you are familiar with. Uh-huh, yeah. I've seen him at PWG. Yeah. The, Although he had darker hair then. He did have darker hair. The storyline is all of the stress um, from everything that is happening in the Bullet Club has turned his hair white because mm. he's he is torn between uh, Cody and Kenny Omega. The man who recruited him to be in Bullet Club, so right, right. B- Bullet Club is fine, so you know. Yep, they keep that? they keep saying that, right? Is they, that what they keep saying? They do keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody and Marty get the win, and Marty not happy with Cody. He he ends up leaving on his own, and Cody doesn't really seem to notice. So I guess what you know, this storyline continues. It actually continued. Mm-hmm. It continued throughout the night. Next match, um, 
The next match was... Uh, oh, the next match. <laughs> this was part of the reason why we didn't stay in line to get food. Um, part of? This was the entire reason we did not stay there in line go. to get food. It was an eight-man tag team match between Dragon Lee, Taguchi, Kushida, and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Los Ingobernables de Japón, Sonata, Bushi, Takahashi, and Tetsuya Naito. Um, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was very good. It was very entertaining. Um, uh, seeing you be very happy was a lot of fun. <laughs> um yeah, I love the suit Naito came out in. Oh, yes. It had the big cape, the white suit with the cape. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he always wears yes. before he wrestles? Oh, yeah. He comes nice. out in the suit, always. Um, We got to watch Dragon Lee and uh, Takahashi just chop the shit out of each other for about three minutes. Oh, my God. Jeez, that was overwhelming. <laughs> when they when they came out and you said that they're, they're like our enemies... Uh, and they just were going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, I was not expecting it, but you were you were right. Yes. They, they really don't hold back. No, they do not at all. This is um, I love watching these two fight. It's just amazing. Uh, when uh, we have time, I don't know when I'll go. I'll show you one of their matches. That was just like I thought they were both just trying to see who could die first, which I mean, we will get to <laughs> we will get to. Um, lads who just wanted to die. Uh, Tetsuya Naito gets the pinfall after Destino, and I am a happy, a happy boy. Mm-hmm. There was no Daryl though. There was no Daryl. Daryl, I think, is still uh, on his honeymoon with his wife. Who? Uh, oh, oh, Mazel yeah. Tov. Yes. Um, next match. Actually, before the next match started, we um were treated to a special appearance by one Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm-hmm. who came to the ring and um, publicly apologized for being injured, which... Um, that was very sweet. Not it, needed, but sweet. No, we. I mean, we knew he would feel bad, but he said, hey, I'm. this is me telling you I'm going to be here to wrestle. Uh, and I, I hadn't realized it was 1996 when they had last wrestled, which made me go, oh, man, this sucks even more. <laughs> <laughs> but he says... You know, that match will happen when he's better. And he sat at ringside and watched uh, Jushin Thunder Liger take on Will Ospreay. Uh, what do you think of this? Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, Ospreay, he's another one of the Brits, right? Yes, he is. And he, his nickname is the Aerial Assassin. And you said that was very fitting. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, it was very fitting. I mean, he was all over the place, all up in the air. He, he was. He was all over the place. Uh, it's always great to see... Liger wrestle uh, live mainly because I thought I would never get that opportunity, and I've now seen him wrestle uh, three times, actually four times. Wow. When I think about it, so that's mm-hmm. that is a treat because he's one of the all time greats and one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Osprey gets uh, one the... thing I really liked about. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to wrap that up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, one of the things I really liked about um, the aerial, aerial assassin. I'm sorry, Osprey is that his name? Will Osprey. There you go. Um, is I feel like he was. It was a very respectful match. Like afterwards, he, you know, he got on the mic and he said some really, some really nice words. Um, yeah. You know about the gentleman he had just pinned. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then he, and then he challenged Rey Mysterio Jr. Right. Yes, he did. He um he bowed to Liger a couple of times. Said 
you know, yeah. this was an honor. And the, but he also said, "I'm no one's replacement because I'm the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and I'm the best at what I do, and I want to cement my legacy. So I need to beat legends." And then he basically yeah. said, "Rey Mysterio, when you're done, you can come and try and take my title from me." So he's giving him the opportunity, and that's yeah. going to be a great match when it happens. And I. I don't know what Rey Mysterio's contract situation is, but I sincerely hope he at least does a year in New Japan. I think that would be really cool if he decided to do that. I'd even take six months. I'd take anything. Um, but the other thing we uh, we did we forgot to mention about this is uh, Marty Scroll decides to come on out and he hits <laughs> he hits Osprey in the back with uh, his patented umbrella. And Mysterio comes to get into the ring and is uh, thwarted very fastly as uh, Marty takes off his mask, which is yes. the ultimate sign of disrespect. He t- he puts the mask on himself and raises the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship up. Liger gets in the ring, chases him off, helps Mysterio up after putting his mask on and um, we're actually going to get that Will Ospreay Marty Scroll match for that title in a couple of weeks here. So they always, and I was telling you, they always put on great matches too. They've been doing matches for years. So let's let's see it again. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, seventh match of the night was uh, a battle of chaos and Suzuki Gun. Uh, we had Tomohiro Ishii and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada taking on the New Japan Cup winner, Zack Sabre Jr., and death himself, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, This match was, if it wasn't for the main event, this would have been my favorite match of the the night. Yeah, why's that? Um, Well, I have uh, never seen Minoru Suzuki wrestle live. I think Zack Sabre Jr. is coming into his own as a... um, a shitty heel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Tomohiro Ishii because he uh, just doesn't—he just doesn't really seem to have any regard for himself or anyone else. And Okada is uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world, so that's always great to see him. Um, yeah, this match was a lot of fun. We had Suzuki and Ishii on the outside. Uh, fighting a lot, and I think you had mentioned to me it, it kind of seemed like uh, a little one-sided for most of the match, but uh, with Zack Saber Jr. and Suzuki kind of just having their way. Yeah. yeah. And any and fe- what, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's my thoughts um, as far as uh, you know, as being an audience member and observing the rest of the audience. Um, Zack Saber Jr. I feel kind of really splits the room. Yes. As yeah. far as people who like him and people who don't. Um, I feel like for a lot of this match, it was like, it was equal parts, um, you know, fuck you and go Zach. Yeah. What's going on? It's very, it really felt like it was just back and forth the entire time. Yeah. I don't think I'm trying to think of anybody else who split the crowd like this. I mean, possibly the young bucks, but Zach Sabre Jr. It was very 50 50 for him. Yeah, and it was consistent. It was yes. like somebody would start a chant, and then there would be an echo of the chant on the opposite side. Um, oh, yeah. You know, at the opposite And it was r- consistent. I'm like, can we pick a... No, we can't decide? <laughs> Fine, whatever. No, we can't decide if we love him or if we hate him. But um, 
he ended up making Tomohiro Ishii, well, not tap because he had no free hands. Um, so he just said he quits and, and then they just beat the shit out of Okada, uh, for a little bit after the match. Um, I'm really looking forward to this Okada Zack Sabre Jr. match that's coming up for the for the championship. I think it should be good. I don't expect Zack Sabre to win because Okada, I don't know if you know this, uh, Lauren, but Kazuchika Okada has held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. He's now the longest reigning um, of all time, and I am trying to buy some time as I try to find... The listing for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> and I don't know why I cannot find it. I mean, I use Wikipedia all the time, and <laughs> I am still IWGP Heavyweight. There we go. He has held the title for, and this is a title that has been uh, in rotation since 1987, and he is the longest reigning champion at 645 days and counting. Consecutively? Consecutively. He beat Tetsuya Naito April 10th, 2016, and he has held it since then. Good for him. Yeah, so he's coming up on he's coming up on 2 years, right? I mean, if that's how math works. That I believe that is how math works. The um he he so he, he's held it the most and the only thing he needs to do there's one thing one more thing he needs to do is he needs to have one more successful defense. Actually, I'm sorry. He needs two more successful defenses of his title, and then he will um, beat that record as well. So everyone's thinking he'll beat that record, and then he'll lose the title. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. Hopefully to Tetsuya Naito, because, my God, what are we doing? This man is is white, white hot. He only held the title for 70 days, but those are the greatest 70 days right there. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun. That was fun. Tetsuya Naito. Anyway, uh, the next match was um, for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Hangman Page challenging the knife pervert Jay White. <laughs> um, and Dan, who is probably listening to this, said, "Hey, there were not any knife pervert chants." And I said, while there were not any chants, there were people yelling knife pervert at him. And we can both confirm that's that. That's true. Yes. A few one- ones and twosies, you yes. know, sprinkled throughout the crowd. So uh, it's catching on. <laughs> the, <laughs> the knife pervert uh, craze is, is catching on. Mm-hmm. Um, this match was, I thought this match was pretty good. And I feel like this match also kind of suffered from, and I, I think this was another match that you said, is this guy going to get any offense? And that we're talking about Hangman Page. He just yes. seemed to get the, the shit kicked out of him for quite a while. Yeah, he really was. Um, and it was it was to the point where I'm like, this is kind of boring. Yes. What's going on here? Yes. And, you know, I can only watch this guy, you know, slit his own throat uh, so many <laughs> times. I'm like, this is true. just, I'm, I'm bored of this. Although yeah. I did like, um, from like a production standpoint, um, the eighth and the ninth matches, we got a little bit of video sum up of what yes. the storyline is. Yes. You know, they, they used um, they used that projector up there um, and that screen to to 
paint the scene before the match actually started, which I think was very cool. Especially yes. as somebody who's like I'm a casual fan, so like I don't know exactly what the rivalry is. Yeah. But they did a really good job spoon feeding um the people who are not all up on it. So I appreciated that. New Japan um, does does very well with those videos. They usually do them for the uh semi main event and the main event and yeah they they delivered once again because i was ready to explain the main event to you and i went oh i don't have to thank you video <laughs> yes um one thing i did not like about mr knife pervert is um his pants i think i complained to you about you pants. did uh you did not like uh the ring attire of of switchblade jay white and uh explain no, I did to the not. people why Okay, well, first of all, the whole, like, night theme, like, I get it. And the pants are, like, they're supposed to look ripped, but they're just, it's very clear that they're just, like, stretchy pants that are printed to look like they've been cut with a knife. Yes. Just get some pants and then rip them. Like, you cut them with an actual knife. <laughs> it's very annoying. They could... I was very bothered. You were, God you were, it. you were very bothered by it, and I, I assume yeah, at some point, yeah. hopefully, he will, he'll get with the program, and and uh, you know who did have actual ripped pants that looked pretty cool. That was, uh, that was, that would be Lance Archer. Maybe you should talk to Lance Archer and figure that out. There you go. There we go. Figure Bring it out. Uh, <laughs> Jay White retains, and uh, his old friend comes out afterwards. David Finley, they both uh, got to New Japan around the same time. David Finley attacks Jay White and says, I told you we'd never be done fighting. And uh, I thought to myself, I mean, David Finley, he beats you sound every time. Why would you? I, I would be done fighting. I'd be like, I can't beat this guy. I'm done. It's the end. But I guess mm. we're going to see this match. He challenges him for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. So I guess we'll get that match down the line. But anyway... We have to talk about this main event. Oh my goodness. We have what to, a main event. We have to talk about Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, the Golden Lovers, the reunited Golden Lovers, taking on Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And um, I think uh, you you know I I uh, I rate the matches. Yes. I have my spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave this match the highest rating I could give any match. Wow. Um, I only have one other match that I've given that high a rating to, which would be five. Uh, Johnny Gargano taking on Andrade Cien Almas at uh, NXT TakeOver. Um, this match was, I think, everything I wanted, despite some botches from Kota Ibushi, where I literally, he almost died two times in the span of 10 seconds. And then almost died yeah, another he, time. He was bleeding from the mouth within two minutes of the match starting. Uh, yes. And then he also, um, he almost tried to break his neck while they did the uh, the moonsault. The, they did both did moonsaults. And mm -hmm. he ran right into Kenny Omega's shoulder as he was coming. It was just a mess. He, Coda was all over the place. Um this match was not only great just from an action standpoint, but from a storytelling standpoint. Kenny Omega's oh boy, one of the best the story, yes, was one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he proved it again. And just the story he told with his body language throughout the match, yes, fighting his friends that he didn't really mm -hmm. want to fight, but he had to. 
Yeah, he was just, he was so torn up the whole time. He was. And uh, Coda, every time being like, no, you have to murder them with your knee. Yep. <laughs> it was... Knee, knee murder. He, he, <laughs> they murdered him with the knee. Um, also, <laughs> an, another thing that has been great is Matt Jackson, I don't know if he's legi- if his back has been legitimately hurt since Wrestle Kingdom, which was the, th- I believe, the third day in January. But man... What great long-term storytelling by selling your back for three months straight. <laughs> like he got he, oh. he got somebody in the sharpshooter, but he couldn't hold it because his back hurt. There was a lot of times Nick had to help him. Um, what else? What else? The table. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, the table. I love how they set it up and they, like, teased us with it. And then they went back into the ring and then eventually they got back around to, oh, snap. Kenny's going through the table. Yeah, and it was nice how they did it because they made you forget about it when they went for or um, more bang for your buck. And Kenny was out on the table, and I believe it was Matt that went up for the other half of more bang for your buck. But instead of diving on four fiftying onto um, Kota Ibushi, he did a great elbow drop onto um, onto Kenny Omega on the outside. Uh, I also believe Coda returned the favor to Nick. No, to Matt um, at the timekeeper's table with a powerbomb. Good Lord. This match was insane. Mm-hmm. This match was so good. Um, Kenny and Coda end up winning eventually. Yeah, after 40 minutes? Yeah. It 40 was, plus minutes? It was about 45 minutes. It was a very long match, but it was, it didn't, I mean, I, I didn't, I was never bored. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like he dragged it all. I think it was it was pretty much nonstop. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, super kicks a plenty. It looked I, I haven't heard anything, but it looked like Kenny Omega might have. He said I might have a broken orbital bone, um, which would be <laughs> very unfortunate for him and for us. Hopefully that was just a bit. Hopefully it was just a bit, but he looked like he had a shiner for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts before I go to post match stuff? Um, well, you know how I feel about the Young Bucks. Yeah, you. I do know how you feel about the Young Bucks. And I believe you say, um, what do you say? Uh, I don't dig them. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've seen them uh, twice at PWG. Um, I don't know. I just feel like when I've seen them at PWG, they are just, I feel like they try too hard to sell the humor right. of their antics. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. So that's probably why I take so much offense to it. Um, <laughs> like, stop, stop. You're, tr- you're trying too hard. It's very clear that you're trying too hard. And it's distracting. I think they're good wrestlers, but I feel like the hamming it up too much part of their gimmick is just distracting and annoying. But um, I, I've, I like them more in the event on Sunday night than I've liked them ever. Uh, and I wow. think it's because I didn't really feel like they I didn't really feel like they had that as much as they normally do. Like that hamming it up over the top, trying too hard to get the laugh kind of attitude about them. Yeah, I feel like they were they were just there and they were they seemed like they were having fun and they were kicking. They were kicking a lot of ass like great. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I, I enjoy their wrestling. I enjoy their stunts. I think their moves are really great and fun to watch. But. It's just it's it's really frustrating for me when they just ham it up and go over the top. It's like, stop. <laughs> you're really forcing this. 
Just be good wrestlers. Well, maybe maybe that's the reaction they want you to have. What? Maybe that's the reaction they want you to have. Maybe they want you to hate them. They want me specifically to yes, hate them? Yes, yes. You, Lauren Bancroft, they want you. Uh, no, I'm just saying maybe that's part of their is being over the top. So Because they split the crowd uh, not as much as Zack Sabre, but they do no. split. They split the crowd. People don't like the Young Bucks. Yeah, I know. I'm generally one of them. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just it may, maybe it's like a venue thing because at PWG I'm right up close and I can hear and see all of their dumb over the top humorous antics. I will say what, I say? what? Um, sorry to I'm sorry to interrupt, but I will say they do differ from PWG because I, when we saw them at PWG, um, they were doing the uh, the suck it thing a lot. Uh, yeah. And they did. Did they do that once during this match? I don't believe they did. No. I think that I might like be... to think they've just grown up a little bit. Well, they are young and they are also bucks. So I don't I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they are as advertised. <laughs> they are indeed as advertised. Um, yeah, when they came out, I don't think I realized they were the main event. Um, when they came out, what did I, what did I say to you? I said, should I, I said I should prepare myself for some humorous overselling (laughs) to the point of it not being humorous anymore. Oh, and, uh, that's when I knew my girlfriend knew what shoot week was. (laughs) I was just very proud. Great. I laughed. Um, I think I laughed way too hard at that, but also the right amount. Um, yes. It was very funny. Yeah, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't want to hate the young bucks. Like I'm fine with starting to like them. But and I, I think the the first the first step in that is them toning down that uh, overselling, which I think they did. Or at least I feel like they did at New Japan. So we'll watch some more of their New Japan stuff. Um, and I, I, I guess I never really like. I never really noticed that they are different in PWG. I just am always like, well, it's the Young Bucks, so... Well, I mean, it's it has also been a year. It's been a year since I saw them, and it's yeah. been two years since I saw them the first time. So, I mean, you know, it a lot can change in two years. Very a, true. You know, a performer can change a ton, and that's what they are, so... There you go. But um, maybe if I saw them at PWG, you know, next month, maybe they'd be doing the same thing that they did two years ago. Or maybe they have evolved and grown. Who knows? I can't even I remember. I'm just going to have to see him again. I can't even remember the last time they were at PWG, but um, we'll see. Maybe we'll try and snag some tickets next time. Okay. I think that would be nice. Anyway, um, much to, uh, is it the chagrin? Is that a word? Of Kenny Omega? Is that yep. the right usage of it? He uh, he had to defeat his friend. Um, and man, the, even the post-match stuff was good where Kenny pinned, it was like a double pin on Matt and he just was like, He's just like sitting next to him, and then Nick comes in, and they're just both like standing over him, and they're both sad. And... Hey, we didn't mention the belt at all. Oh, the uh, when Matt took off his belt, yeah, and hit Kenny with it, yes, and then Kenny picked up the belt and couldn't hit him with it, yeah, because he was so I love sad. Someone in the cr- someone in the crowd near us said, "You can't come back from that, Kenny." <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't come back. And from I'm that. like, you know what? He's right. And he, he like threw the belt. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it. Yeah, he did. Anyway, not sorry. It. That's just a little another match thing. You can go ahead and keep. No, I mean that's th- that just shows. That's another thing I forgot that just shows the storytelling in this match. And it was it was 
prevalent. It was. Oh, yeah. It, I feel like every few minutes there was there was a very distinct storytelling act. Yeah. That made sure we didn't forget what was going on here. The other thing I actually really liked about it um, was you could tell Matt was the aggressor the entire time and that mm -hmm. Nick was for the most part didn't want to do anything or, you know, he didn't want to be like shitty regular young buck. He wanted to be Kenny Omega's friend. But mm -hmm. th there were times when they would uh, roll reverse. It almost felt like, and I don't know why I was thinking this at the time. It was almost like um, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in Dogma. Oh, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Oh, boy. Well, one of them was like gung-ho about being evil, and then they flipped the script, basically. Oh, all right. That's apparently where um, my mind went. Right. But then at the end, the original of what you just said as far as Matt being the aggressor and Nick not um, was proven when Nick took Kenny's extended hand. Yes. And then Matt Matt shunned him. Well, what, So in the end... We are missing one part in between that. Kenny oh, and Abushi uh, leave and Cody comes out. Right. How did he, you forget that? And he gets in... I believe it's Matt's face. Or no, he gets in Nick's face. Mm -hmm. And he says, you had one job. You had one job. And he's just like, and he pushes him. And I, he pushes one of them down. And mm -hmm. does he does he start punching one of them? I honestly cannot remember. But I know Kenny comes back in. And they mm -hmm. run away. And he runs away. And Coda comes in after him. And that's when he extends the hand to Nick. Mm -hmm. Nick accepts it. And Matt does not. Yes. And Nick ends up going, you know, with his brother and they leave. And Kenny, mm -hmm. uh, as he did last year or last time uh, New Japan was in Long Beach, he signs us off with a nice fun speech. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was that was the show it was it was a I, I had a good time. And you, and you did point out that, yeah, it's like, let's see, the first couple of matches, not that memorable, mm -hmm. which is fine. I agree. And. But overall, man, I had a lot of fun. I'd say like the last one, two, three, four, five matches were, were fun. I would agree. So, yeah. Would you go to... Oh, well, the other announcement that, that was made is uh, come July 7th, New Japan will be running the Cow Palace here in San Francisco. And I, I think yep. I said we're going to that. So... You did. You did say that. <laughs> I made somewhat future plans for us so we'll see maybe we'll go to that i'm sure i will try to get tickets for that all right well we will talk about it yeah but you enjoyed new japan yes you had you had a good time i did yeah it was a lot of fun uh, i was also very hungry but i think that only distracted me like 10 percent. well good i'm glad mm -hmm. i'm glad that it was only 10 percent yes so where can the people find you on the internet Oh, boy. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-F-E-D. You can also go to laurenbancroft.com where I post my comedy stuff. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about where you can find me. Perfect. Uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice iTunes and Stitcher, search Tornado Tag Radio, rate and review us as well. Uh, let's see, just head over to notlg.com. We have basically a podcast for everyone. If you like comics, we have Girls Interrupting. If you like anime, we have Lunch Hour Anime Special. If you like comics that are also television shows, 
BAMPOW TV. If you like Doctor Who, which Lauren and I do, you can listen to the podcast. Yep. So, yeah, go check it out, notlg.com, uh, patreon.com slash notlg. Shout out to Chris, who you met this weekend, and who, who was actually also my um, airport buddy for about an hour. That was fun. Nice. I met a couple of your friends. You did. And uh, you, yeah. met a, you met a Hi bunch friends. of... Hello, wrestle friends. Um, <laughs> you were all great people. It was nice, nice to briefly see you. Or eat uh, dinner for breakfast. Or breakfast for dinner. One of those two things. I don't know. We were very tired. Anyway, uh, thanks for everyone for being Patreons to our little podcasting network. Uh, join us... Or join me and Marianne uh, this Friday. We're going to review uh, Time of the Flat Circle, PWG's event, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, and probably not NXT, let's be honest. Um, so uh, we will talk to you guys then. So let's uh, ring that bell. Ding, ding, ding. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com.